Owning an investment property can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. At Heritage Realty Property Management, they handle the challenges for you, ensure it's rented, maintained, and gets the highest return possible, while you just collect the check. With over 50 years experience, you can trust Heritage Realty to provide the property care you want and rental knowledge you need. Visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com to connect with the team more landlords trust. Heritage Realty. We treat your property as if it were our own. Fast-paced, hard-hitting, non-stop sports talk. Buckle your chin strap and fasten your seatbelts. This is Tyler and Will on 99.1, the sports animal. I came to play. There's a price to pay. Time for you to get down on your knees. Straight up and down. Six o'clock. Fourth and final hour of Tyler and Will. How goes it? Good afternoon. Two hosts, two locations. Being thank you because of Harper Volkswagen. I'm in Kingston Pike. Will West, he is at Pratt Pavilion on campus for the University of Tennessee Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And that music can only be one thing. Will West, Guillermo, it is the sports fix at six. No will needed. Friend, we're doing the number is right. Explain to the listeners, not one, not two, three callers. How does the number work here? Uh, the number is right work here on Tyler and Will. We need two, three callers right now at 656-9900. The first three people to call in right now get a chance to win. The numbers right works like this. It's exactly like the opening showcase on The Price is Right. We will give you the numbers or stats-based question. In the first round, the two consensus who are closest without going over will advance to the final round. In the final round, the contestant who is closest without going over going to be the big winner, Tyler Ivins. Tell them what the win. It is baseball season, dude. So no better time to hand out a family four-pack of tickets to go see the Cubs of tomorrow today. At Smokey's Park, double-A affiliate of the Chicago Cubs up at 407. Want to let you know they are beginning things with a six-game set with the lookouts of Chattanooga, one of the best logos in all of sports. Yeah, even minor league baseball. So if you want to see a Twins affiliate take on the Cubs affiliate, you can do so as they have that six-game set ready to roll up at 407. All right, Logan Ward, how about those names? There's three of them. We need them all. All right, we got Travis, Rick, and Fred. Travis, Rick, Fred. Travis, come on in, man. You're up first. You get to decide. Is it my question, or is it going to be Will West's question to get things kicked off? Uh, let's go Will West tonight. All right, Travis, are you ready to get this W, buddy? Yes. Okay. Carl Pickens being inducted into the Tennessee Athletics Department's Hall of Fame tonight during the induction ceremony. In 1995, Carl Pickens was the co-leader in the National Football League along with Chris Carter for the most touchdown receptions in one season. How many touchdown receptions did Carl Pickens have in 1995 that led the NFL? That's a heck of a question. Oh, man. Uh, Let's say... 21. 21 says Travis. Uh, who was the other, the next caller? Okay, so Rick dropped. We have Fred and Ryan on the line. Fred and Ryan. Fred is next. Fred, how many touchdown passes for Carl Pickens in 1995 that led the NFL? Well, let me see there. I'm going uh, to say that was probably about 28. 28 says Fred. Ryan. It's closest without going over. Travis said 21. Fred said 28. How many touchdown receptions for Carl Pickens in 1995 that led the NFL? 
I'm going to say 16. The answer was 17. So very, very nice job, Ryan. Ryan and Travis. Fred, thanks for playing. Call back. We'd love to have you win something again. But let me try it. uh, Ryan and Travis, who advanced to the final round. Hey, Ryan, what's up, man? It's Ivan's. If I knew we were going to have such high guesses, man, I I probably should have gone first. At 6.15, we're going to be handing the AM frequency over to Brian Rice. He's going to be up in Lexington. Lady Vol softball is going to be taking on Kentucky in the Bluegrass Border War. Just answer this. How many total wins does Lady Vol softball have on the ear right at this moment? Uh, I'm going to say 19. Ryan, how many wins do they have? I said 19. Hello? I'm, Hello? Travis? I'm sorry, I, I, I misspoke. Ryan's gave, Ryan gave me 19. I need Travis. Travis, how many softball wins does the Lady Vol softball team have right now? I know it's more than 19. Um, 26. If you, okay, you can do that as well. Currently, the Lady Vols, they currently have 31 wins on the year. Number one there in the SEC Conference with their 10-2 and record. Congratulations, brother. Four tickets for you to see. Tennessee baseball, that's going to be the Smokies in action. A family four-pack as they have a six-game set currently happening with our friends, the Chattanooga Lookouts. You know, we got some friends there. My buddy Tommy Watkins used to be the third-base coach there before he made the call up to Minnesota. And, Will, I'll make that note one more time. For anybody listening to us right now on AM 990, I was just texting with Brian Rice. He is set up, and he's ready to go up in Lexington right now at John Crop Stadium. Lady Vols, nice little showing against Virginia Tech last time they were out on the softball diamond. Tonight they begin a three-game set in Lexington. So if you want to be with Brian Rice, it's going to be 990 at 615. If you want to stay with us here on Tyler and Will, that will be through the stream or FM frequency 99.1. And I'll just say this. I know we've gotten through this throughout the entire the entirety of the week. I hope... You know, Chris Burke, everything's going to be fine. Steve Hamer, Tennessee baseball is going to be fine this weekend against Arkansas because for those of you who do not know, Tennessee's in Fayetteville taking on the Hogs this weekend. Boy, oh, boy, is that – it's got a big fight feel, man. And I know maybe we're not going to get super kicks and we're not going to get chest slaps and we're not going to get promos cut. But if we get a handshake behind home plate and Tony V and Dave Van Horn have some words said to them, perhaps maybe this is the juice this weekend that Tennessee baseball has been looking for. Because goodness gracious, Will, they have gone through a gauntlet, man. Vandy, LSU, some of those other things that they still, that, that still have to come up. Man, Kentucky's not even bad this year. The SEC East this year, if you break down those divisions, the splits this year, the SEC East right now has absolutely just been a knockout. Yeah, no, it has. It has. And look, at the end of the day, like this isn't. I feel a little bit like with Tennessee baseball, it's kind of like Mark Rick, like every week's must win, or for whatever reason, which, which it's not. This is a must win, but man, you'd like to have it though. You right. really like to have it. Like again, it'll be like I get Chris Burke's right. It'll be what like Tennessee baseball is fine, and they are building a powerhouse, and they have a they have a powerhouse. They have built a powerhouse and a juggernaut. But it's gonna whatever happens this weekend is fine. But man, you'd love to be able to get that W this weekend. You'd love to be able to get it. All right, I want to hit reset because we got some talking to do when it comes to tomorrow's orange and white game to dive into. Not only that, but will there's some other storylines across the SEC in college football as this is a prime weekend for spring practice to come to a head with their respective spring scrimmage games. Tyler Ivins, Will West, two different locations. Will is at Pratt Pavilion for the University of Tennessee Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Me, I'm right here inside the showroom in West Knoxville, Kingston Pike. That is at Harper Volkswagen. Style, versatility, and power wonderfully together. 
That's what you get with the 2023 Volkswagen Tiguan at Harper Volkswagen, conveniently located in West Knoxville. It is designed to fit your life. The Tiguan is confidently stylish and impressively versatile. If you want to see it for yourself, it's got a modern look, a solid build, and cargo capacity for you to keep everything you need under one roof. You can see it now online. That is at harpervolkswagen.com. Reset. Tyler and Will Afternoons continues next. 99.1. You're listening to The Sports Animal. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Fast-paced, hard-hitting. This is Tyler and Will on 99.1, The Sports Animal. Hey, Guillermo, I was just thinking during the reset. What's up? This is Josh Heupel's third orange and white game. I just saw Josh Heupel in here, actually, moments ago. What's Coach up to? Just walking Uh, around, hands in pockets? Dapping it up with the uh, people going to the Hall of Fame this weekend. That's what good coaches do. They spread positivity. Mm -hmm. Is this really the... Man, that's not a really good question. Because I don't want to bury the lead. And you you yesterday said, Ivans, I'm not going to accuse you of it. But I think it needs to be brought up, and I don't want to be that person who's officially lighting the pilot light to that cheap fireplace that's in that rental home, and then it blows everything up. Does Josh Heupel have a quarterback? No. No. Does he have a, no. no, I don't want to say the word. There's not even a competition. Okay. Oh. So I'm definitely not going to say the word controversy. It, no, and, and, oh, no, we're not there. But a and, competition? And I, will, I will say this again. Even if there was a quarterback competition that was tense, with what we watched with Joe Milton and Hendon Hooker a couple of years ago, I don't believe that it would become controversial at Tennessee. And I'm not saying that at Pub Sunshine, but remember what we saw two years ago. I will tell you, everybody in fall camp told me Joe Milton is the third best quarterback on the team. And as far as or as having the third best camp. But what I was told by people at Tennessee was if the light switch comes on for Milton, if Hendon's got has the best control of the offense, but if he's the quarterback, we're seven and five. Right. Joe Milton is a different level physical talent than anybody else. And if he's the quarterback, we're nine and three if the light switch can come on. Well, it never did. Hendon took over. Tennessee goes seven and five, right? Yep. And then they turn around and, win and just crush it last year and win 11 games. So it's if, – if that – if you can look at it, because those players know, dude. Those players know that Joe Milton – like if, if Hendon was, had better command of the offense than Joe Milton did. And nobody turned on Joe. No, there, were, there wasn't the situation they had at USC – a few years ago when, oh, what is it, 
your boy that was at Carol, that was with the Jets, and now then he went to Carolina, and now he's with Marks. San Francisco. Oh no, Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold. When when they tried to start the, you had the coach that tried to start the the senior, and everybody knew Sam Darnold was the man, and that team revolted, and they lost the first couple of games. What happened at USC or at Utah before they when they didn't want to start Cam Rising because he was the young guy? Yeah. They wanted, the coach just wanted to start their own guy. They, they started went to start the season, yeah. and there was an uproar like a mutiny within the team That's until they started point. the right quarterback. Tennessee didn't have any of that. When, when Milton was the guy, even though, again, those, those guys know that Hendon Hooker had a better command. So when Milton was the guy, nobody, no problem. When, when Hooker became the guy, Milton and, and never had a problem. So that, that's why, even if there is a, co- a competition at some point in time, which I do not believe there is now, I do not believe it's close from people who I've spoken to. This is with it. not just it's Joe Milton's team because he's older. Right. It's Joe Milton's team because right now he's, Nico's not there. And, and it's Joe, so it's Joe Milton's team to start. So that, that's part of the thing that I look at, and I, and I just think there, there is no quarterback controversy whatsoever. Okay. So our buddy Rick the, Russo, you just gotta have to send a shout out to him. Always does a fantastic job with WVLT. Dude, Ricardo, I bet you. Thank you, Rick. Is my buddy Tyler on? Yeah, the Tyler's way? on there as well. Tell yeah. him put a headset on, dude. What's you, he doing? Put a headset on real fast. I was just yelling for you to put a headset on. Our buddy Rick right. Russo. You never know who's gonna walk up. Hey, hey buddy. Hey Ricardo. So quick question to you. Answer yeah. what I've been asking. Will it's not a controversy? Is there a quarterback? Hmm. I'm going to say it, and I'm not the one who started this. He's Do you it. believe between Joe and Nico that there is a competition to an extent? Rick Russo, you've been covering this program long enough. I know you can help us answer this question. Well, the key word you said right there is extent because you want to get Nico in the groove and starting to feel what it's going to be like to eventually become the quarterback at the University of Tennessee. Yeah. But I think Joe Melton has earned that spot with what he's done so far. He will be the guy to lead them into the season. Now, what happens as the season progressive remains to be seen. But remember, and I feel like we saw this last year and I and I I think this is the the culture that's been instilled in these guys these guys and it's and it's and I think it's true it's amazing what you can do when you don't care who gets the credit yes and I really believe that's that is the way these guys feel and how they approach the game which is why I think everything Tyler is going to be all right it absolutely is hey let let me ask you this Rick if you you were just over there what's I'm assuming you've got some Who's who interviews for the news tonight, man? Oh who I saw you have over there? Oh on my camera. goodness! So, so Dee Dee Trotter was yeah. was out of this world. She's great. First of all, I had to ask her about that dress, folks. If you have, if when you get a chance later tonight, we're going to put it both on air and online. But oh my goodness! And I asked her about it. Of course, I've never worked the red carpet or anything. But, yeah. But I asked her. She says she had it made specially for this down oh, in Atlanta. That's awesome. Yeah. And then when she talked about Pat Summit, she talked about she always wanted to be a Lady Vol. And Pat Summit had her thumbprint on everything, as you know, in all the sports. She sold that brand. She worked that brand. And uh, and the influence that she had on this young lady, oh, wait till you hear her talk about that. But she had that dress made in Atlanta, and Atlanta is where Carl Pickens is from. And I got, I have not seen Carl in a long oh, time. Oh, I know, yeah. And mind you, I covered him and Andy Kelly when they were doing their thing back in the day. And pound for pound, in my opinion, Andy is one of the best quarterbacks ever to come through this university. I agree. What a tremendous passer of the football he was. Uh, he was absolutely terrific. But something folks may not remember is that Carl 
worked both sides. I mean, he oh, went yeah. both ways. Yeah. And he, in oh, fact, a Cotton tried. Bowl, right? And yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, he was the defensive MVP yep. in that Cotton Bowl. So it, just great to see him. And he told—I don't know if he talked to you and told you this story, but I said, "What about the experience back in the day? And what one of the one of the things that you learned?" He says, "Well, one of the things you learn from Coach Majors is being on time. So that has stuck <laughs> with him. He's never late to anything. So it was great to hear him talk again and and to see him and to see those two guys uh, together. No doubt about that." But again, you'll have all that online and on the news yeah, tonight as yeah, well. Yeah, we're going to get all of that on. We still have a little bit more to uh, to cover here tonight. And then I'm actually heading across the street after this to the Ice Bears game. The, nice. The Coliseum. It, it's Play do or die for them tonight. Oh, yeah. 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 Play so we, we, we want our guys to win tonight so they can send it back to uh, Huntsville on Sunday. The crazy thing about this series, I don't know, the home team in the three or four times they've played this season, or three out of the five times. Anyways, the home team has scored at least five goals. So last night. The home team scored five goals, so maybe the Ice Bears can do the same thing here tonight at the Coliseum. I'm sorry, all I heard heard Rick Russo just say was take the over tonight at the Coliseum. That's all I heard. (laughs) Ivans is the one guy giving lines for the Ice Bears game tonight. That's the one guy that's doing that. I I hadn't even thought of that, but yeah, Yeah. there you go. Rick, we appreciate you, man. Go do your thing. Thank you, Rick. Well, guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate the comments earlier as well, man. And and, and, and absolutely, guys, I just wanted to say here on air and officially, congratulations to the two of you. You guys are sounding great so far. I'll be listening all the time. Wish you nothing but the best moving forward with your new show here in the afternoon. Thank you, is anybody Rick. surprised that this guy is the coolest, kindest guy on the face of the planet? Not even a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Dude, and you got to meet his family, too. I ran into them at a particular joint there off Cedar Bluff. We were having a bite to eat, and I saw him, and yeah. I turned and looked at his beautiful wife and his daughter, and I just turned and I said, do you know you have the coolest husband and dad on the face of the planet? And oh. they're just as kind as Rick oh. is. Now, Rick, I'm not. that's not me blowing smoke, dude. You just got to know whenever you when you wear it, you got to own it, and you are one of those dudes, man. So thank you. Man, th- I'm, I'm humbled. Thank you so much for the kind words. You guys are the best. Thank you. Man. Uh, really appreciate it, man. All right, man. Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm sitting here, and I'm looking at some of these other position battles on top of just Joe and Nico. And, and Will, i got to ask you right now. Should it? Should, I'm, over, I'm, I'm thinking overall. Is it a little bit of a concern that we're putting so much emphasis on the offense? Because I know offense sells tickets. I know offense gets the most attention. Man, if – if you're looking just kind of from start to finish, if you're right now, if you're a, if you're a defensive coordinator, if you're Tim Banks, if you're anybody like Willie Martinez or Rodney Gardner or Brian John Marie on that side of the ball, do you think they like the fact that perhaps they're not being talked about as much, that perhaps maybe they're kind of a little under the radar? Because as much as we want to see fireworks at the orange and white game, man, we kind of want to see how that defense is going to answer after some of the struggles. They improved last year, but there were still some struggles there on the defense side of the ball as well. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And, and, and there are more questions on the defensive side – than we probably think. I will like what what does that linebacker situation look like right now? I, I don't know what the answer necessarily is because Aaron Beasley stepped up in a way that I'm and I'll be honest, I did not think Aaron Beasley was going to be able to play that well ever. Co signed. I said for two years he's not good enough to play an SEC level, but he doesn't seem like a bad kid, so it's good to have him around for practice and things like that. And he was fantastic last year. Um so outside of Aaron Beasley what does that look like? Right. And so who are the players that are going to play? We talk about the we talk about the corner situation a lot and who are the corners going to be and can uh, Judy Lolly, Gabe Judy Lolly, can he take one of those corner spots? Who who's going to be who's going to be the the can I hopefully solidify that position that was a problem last year? But there's also who's going to replace Byron Young who's going to be at worst a exactly. second day pick in the National Football League draft coming up in, what, two weeks from now? Yeah. So it's it's less than two weeks from tonight, right? 13 days from 13 tonight. 13 days. So 
Tyler Barron is going to be able to stay healthy. What does the defensive tackle rotation look like necessarily? Um, and then who, the linebacker, we don't talk nearly enough about what the linebacker situation is going to look like for Tennessee because remember two years ago when Tennessee lost games because they couldn't get off the field because they just other teams just ran their quarterbacks because Tennessee's linebackers weren't up to par? What does that look like this year? And who are going to be the linebackers this year? That's going to be a really big question. The final look at the orange and white game before we step aside here from Harper Volkswagen this evening. Tyler Ivitz, I am inside the showroom on Kingston Pike. And, of course, the coverage from the University of Tennessee Hall of Fame induction ceremony where currently Will West is taking a seat is all thank you to the same incredible people here. Uh, just Harper Volkswagen always opens the doors for us, and they, they always show not only kindness, but, man, are they just all around good employees here. Both the men and the women work very hard to be sure that they can help you, especially with Volkswagen being right here in the state of Tennessee. So a yep. lot of the machines that you're buying, Will West, dude, it's just a quick little drive, 90 minutes down there to Chattanooga, man. So you know the factory is right around the corner, and they can take care of you with everything being built here in the state. Absolutely. And we want to thank Volkswagen, Harper Volkswagen for making it happen. The Tiguan, if you haven't seen it for 2023, this thing is incredible. Comfort, room, and sophistication like you wouldn't believe that you could have in an SUV like that. But they've made this call possible as well. You guys know Chris. You know Chris Brown, the BFL Chris Brown, making Tennessee coverage available to the fans out there in University in East Tennessee. We're the only yep. people that are here covering this. It's us and Rick. And we're grateful because without Harper Volkswagen, we would not be able to. So thank you for, to them for making it happen. Um, really, really cool event, Ivan, for to be able to be here. And I'm, and I'm not one to brag. You know what I mean? We like to yep. keep – if there's anything that people say about me, it's that I'm humble. Um, it's very true. It's, it's, uh, but I will say Texas Roadhouse had to bring some food up. So we've got some chicken. We've got some potato skins. See, we've now, got okay, some, what a, that's a we jerk have about move. I don't know, about, about four or five ribs sitting here on this plate in front of me right now. So yeah. really want to give them a little – you know what I mean? I just, I'm not one, huh. to, not one to rub it in your face, but – How's the rolls and the butter? Go ahead and tell me about the butter. You're going to did not some get of the roll, rolls. Did I get the rolls and butter? I went with okay, the, okay. Well, the see, heavy I'm not meats. that mad now. I'm not heavy that mad now. meats. That's what I went with. You've been trying to cut carbs for a minute as I have. So you know what? I'm not mad. I applaud you. I applaud you from staying str- for staying strong and staying away from the carbs. Yep. Now, what we have coming up next, this is where arguments can begin. Love it or leave it. Yeah, one of those things we pulled from the mornings that we brought to the afternoons. Logan Ward, do your worst. We do it next. Tyler and Will Afternoons, a little more than 30 minutes to play with. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Two hosts, two location, one sponsor. It's our friends, Harper Volkswagen. We're here, Kingston Pike. We're here, campus. We're here covering all things ahead of the Orange and White Weekend on your flagship station for Tennessee Sports. 99.1, the sports animal. Fast-paced, hard-hitting. This is Tyler and Will on 99.1, the sports animal. Man, what a host Chris Brown VFL has been for us here today. Yep. Here at Harper Volkswagen, Will West. I mean, look, I'm here, feet on the ground here inside the beautiful dealership here on Kingston Pike. You've got feet down there at Pratt Pavilion apparently eating delicious food. I'm kidding because you get the delicious meats as somebody who is. I'm going to tell you, if you haven't seen my boy Will lately, homie has been hitting the gym because his arms, they look like roadmaps. This guy is straight just getting. What are, Do the kids still call it swole? Because if they do, Will West, you are getting swole with a capital S, Frank. Yeah, trying to get the belly down and the muscles up, So, which is tough to do at the same time, but we're slowly but surely succeeding as it goes right now. 
Big thank you to everybody here at Harper Volkswagen. We just want to say again, I'm taking a peek at one of them right now. If you haven't gotten your hands on one of these beautiful, beautiful vehicles that are made here in East Tennessee, can't say thank you enough to everybody who's given us the opportunity. But, but when you can get $500 off the 2023 Volkswagen Tiguan, I'm telling you, go to Harper Volkswagen right this second and just look for yourself. I could sit here and rattle off all the things about the Tiguan, but before I do so, before the show's over, go to the website, take a peek at it, click on your mouse, do the 360 spin, look inside the interior, look at what you can do exterior-wise, then we'll talk about it. Do your research, then we'll recap our homework before 7 o'clock tonight. Hey, Logan Ward, back in the Budweiser Studios. Dude, we haven't heard from you in a minute. How about it? Love it or leave it. Happening right here, Tyler and Will Afternoons on 99.1, the sports animal. There's two sides to every question. Love it or leave it on 99.1 The Sports Animal. All right, guys, with the highs in the mid-70s, tomorrow's forecast is getting up to be beautiful for the Orange and White game inside Neyland Stadium. Love yes. or leave it, over 30,000 fans will be attending tomorrow's scrimmage. Love this. I think that you're going to get somewhere in the 32 range. I'm not going to go Jimmy Himes here with his eyes and him doing the actual what the – you know, guesstimation is of the attendance at it's the, the most accurate. game. It is the most accurate. Jimmy Hunt's most accurate eyes when it comes to attendance at a football game in Elon Stadium. But Will, if the mark's 30, I'm taking the over. Give me at least 30,001. I'll take the over. Yeah, give me 40,000. I think they're going to not just hit 30,000. I think they're going to blow 30,000 out of the water. And again, one part of that is that it's just, it's, Part, part of that is is just the weather. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if it's nice, people show up. If it's not nice, people don't show up. So that's what it is. Tennessee baseball also takes on Arkansas this weekend down in Fayetteville. Love it or leave it, the Vols win a series. Leave this. Uh, the reason why is oh, I hater. picked them to win the last two series they lost. And I uh, picked them to lose the last series they won. So let's get the double reverse, jinx reverse, hating reverse, jinx them to happen. No, honestly, on the road, I just think Arkansas is going. Arkansas is going to get it done. Arkansas, if you're less miles. Yeah, man. If they can Tell get the game one, Tell no, no, I am. If they can if they can, if Dolander can get them game no, one no, no. tomorrow, Dolander's yeah, not tonight. 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 I'm yeah. sorry, Dolander's not throwing game no, one tonight. Still tomorrow. They change, yeah, they changed the weekend rotation. Ooh, so it's all fine. It, Everything's fine. It, 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 who is Blake going tonight? No, it's going to be, um, oh, I don't even know his name. Baseball expert Logan Ward here should know that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, Long, long-time uh, college baseball <laughs> watcher Logan Ward. Dave met so, 2021. Oh, man. If, okay, I'm going to leave like John this. Wilson. I'm going to leave this. But, man, them throwing Dolander on Saturday instead of tonight. There's some intrigue there. Intrigue there. I'll still leave this. I think Hogs take two or three. But, man, the balls could just get Friday. Oh, they could just get Friday. Many NFL executives like what they've seen from the quarterback Stetson Bennett, but the consensus is him leaning towards the two-time national champion going undrafted. Uh, Love or leave it, the former Georgia signal caller not getting selected. Will, I'm actually with these guys. I I never saw Stetson Bennett even be in a seventh-round selection, a late-day-three guy. I I just thought that... He could sign with his pleasing of whoever he wanted to after the draft was over, and it seems that a lot of those executives are leaning that way as well. I leave this. I do not believe Stetson Bennett's going to be one of those picked between uh, Thursday and Saturday. Yeah, let me. I will guarantee you. I will. I Tommy say I love Callahan. This. I, I love this. Slap a guarantee on that bad boy. Stetson Bennett's not going to be drafted. Not at his age. I mean, look, we talk about like at 26, and he doesn't really his skills don't. He's not going to be drafted, but he'll get a, he'll get a cup of coffee somewhere. 
But right now, with as many quarterbacks as there are in this draft, there are 13 guys that are draft eligible this year. Yeah, yeah. 13 guys aren't going to be taken. So I just think Stetson's one of those that don't get drafted. If it wasn't for his age, somebody would give him a shot because he doesn't have a bad arm. He's a solid athlete, but he's small, old, older, small, his age is too old, and he just isn't elite at anything physically. So, no, I think Stetson Bennett, he'll have a very nice career in business somewhere. Quentin Johnston did not receive an invite to the Kansas City NFL draft, leading many people to believe the TCU playmaker's stock has slipped. Love or leave it, Johnston uh, wasn't invited to avoid the Aaron Rodgers treatment. Yeah, they didn't invite very many people, which is really, really, really weird. What is they didn't, weird? Yeah. They didn't invite many people at all. So, uh, look, I think he'll be a first-round draft pick. I don't know, but I think that they invited it. It's not about Johnston. It's about it. Uh, they invited a small group of people for exactly that reason. Didn't A, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't our boy Mel Kuyper have him as a second rounder too? We were talking about all the things he has for Hinton Hooker and all the all the love yeah, he has he for Darnell yeah, Wright. A lot of people saying the Giants at 25. That's a good place for Johnson. I think they're avoiding him having the Aaron Rodgers Lamar Jackson situation. No, I'm going to take I'm taking the bait on this. I love this. Last I think Johnson can stay home and do his thing. Last one, Odell Beckham Jr. was officially introduced by the Ravens on Monday. Love or leave it. The signing of OBJ, Baltimore, will re-up with Lamar Jackson. I still believe that Lamar Jackson is going to end up in Baltimore. I just believe this is going to stick in Baltimore. I think what the Ravens are waiting for is for somebody else to set the bar, make an offer, and then there the Ravens have a decision. We either can get two first-rounders for Lamar Jackson or we match the offer. Now, they've already kind of left stains in the whole white suit of Lamar Jackson right now by making it go this far. But instead of them saying... Make a bid. Instead of them betting against themselves, they have somebody else set the number. They match it. They sign Lamar Jackson, and then they can sit there and shake hands and be part of a happy family, and he'll have a new number one target. Number two target. Mark Andrews is still going to be the number one target in Baltimore, but his new number two target will be Odell Beckham Jr. Yes, Lamar back to the Ravens after the signing. Yeah, Odell did say that he did hate there was – that Lamar didn't give him a – did Lamar – recruited him to the Ravens but didn't give him a guarantee that he would be there. It's just, you know, hey, it'd be great if we can work something out. I think they will work something out. They'll do something like the Daniel Jones thing. They're giving them $40 million a year, but they can get out after yeah. year one. You know what I mean? So it'll be something like that. The problem with Lamar is he's looking at what Deshaun Watson's making, and just because the Browns are stupid doesn't mean everybody's stupid, right? Bingo. The Browns gave him a horrible contract, and, and it was dumb. So that's the... I don't know how they work this out. If they had a legitimate agent working for Lamar Jackson, they probably would have already by creating something that allows both sides to save face. But you're not going to hand Lamar Jackson $200 plus million guaranteed per year. There's no way in the world that you're doing that. Settle it, Logan. Lamar Jackson back in Baltimore. Yay, nay. I want to say no because I want to see him in Atlanta, but I think that ship's already sailed. I'm going to say yes. There's clearly collusion going on, right? Like the oh, owners, and we know the last sure. time there was for something sure. like this, there was collusion. But the reason why, for all of those teams to release the exact virtually same statement within 15 minutes of the Lamar of the Lamar Jackson news, like uh, 15 minutes of each other after the news happened that Lamar could seek a trade. So uh, and we're not interested. We're not interested. We're not interested. All of them, like at the same time, that's the thing is the, the league owners are colluding to make sure Lamar doesn't get this contract, but... I don't blame them because, again, he's trying to reset the quarterback market or get 
maybe not even reset it. He's trying to get close to what Deshaun Watson got, and Deshaun Watson has the stupidest contract in sports. So why in the world would you give it, do something stupid just because the Browns did something okay, stupid? So, so let me ask you a question. If you're one of the other 31 owners right now, what are you saying to Haslam for handing out that deal to Deshaun Watson? Nothing. Just whatever. And it's just I'm not doing You're business sitting across from him breaking bread going, Jim, what are you doing? Yeah, why, why in the Jim, world are you doing? Well, it's too late now. Like When it happened, if I was sitting across from him breaking bread, I would have said, what are you thinking? This is going to fail. And that's what I would have said at the end. You're going to handcuff everybody else trying to reset the market all the time. But I will say if this was any other quarterback who understood what time it is, and that's how Lamar's not a smart guy, but he doesn't have an agent. He needs an agent. Yeah. This is where he he needs it. If he had somebody that's not a family member that would look him dead in his eye and say, Lamar, you're not going to get that. And if you do, your team's handcuffed forever. Or, or, hey, let's, let's somebody that can negotiate and say, let's work out a way where everybody saves face here. But he doesn't have that. So what do you do? It also would have been done, you know, four months yep. ago if he had It an absolutely agent. would have. Or probably before last season. Yep. Final words, boys. We come back. What you need to know about not only Orange and White Saturday here on Rocky Top, but what do the other SEC and national spring games look like for quarterbacks and some of the conversations that are being had. We'll tell you that as we put a final goodbye here from Harper Volkswagen, not just here on their Kingston Pike showroom, but of course where Will West is currently at, Pratt Pavilion. They're bringing you coverage here on the Animal from the University of Tennessee Hall of Fame induction ceremony. 99.1, you're listening to the Sports Animal. Still so much more to get to in the next 20 minutes. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I wasn't, like, in a company. And I don't know, like, how marketing sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah. And like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. No one covers more sports than these guys, mostly because they don't have a life. It's Tyler and Will on 99.1, the sports animal. And then there was the final word from inside Harper Volkswagen showroom. We're getting ready to get you ready for what's going to be a big night of Tennessee athlete uh, athletics here on the Sports Animal. Just trying to get the final words here, make sure we get those in. Thank you so much, Logan Ward. As we're going to be leaving you on 99.1, the FM frequency. Get you ready for that softball matchup. Actually, we're going to be joining it in progress between Tennessee and Kentucky. So for those of you, you don't have to change your dial. If you're looking for Karen Weekly and Lady Vol softball, we're going to have that for you coming up at the end of today's broadcast. All right, well, I want to get started with you, Logan Ward. We'll bring you in here, Tyler and Will, this afternoon. A big thank you to our friends here at Harper Volkswagen. Here, I'm in the showroom. Also, Will, across the uh, across the town, he's there on campus at Pratt Pavilion for the uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, University of Tennessee introduction ceremony. Logan, I got to ask you final word for the orange and white game tomorrow before we get to pregame coverage. That's going to be one o'clock. Will and I are going to be at the ball shop there at the student union. Logan, you first. What are you looking for for tomorrow's matchup, at least position-wise? And, and I want you to re- refrain from bringing up quarterbacks, but make a comment, if you will. But that's just way too easy. There's got to be a position that you're kind of highlighting. Yeah, so I want to see two positions. I, I want to see the offensive line. 
I think Joe Milton will be a very solid quarterback for Tennessee and Josh Heupel next year. And maybe you can have problems along the offensive line with how fast and how up-tempo and just how exotic this Josh Heupel offense is. So maybe you can use some smoke and mirrors, but if you don't have a really good, you know, solid starting five right. heading into the fall, heading into fall camp, playing in the SEC, playing against the guys, the Georgias, the Alabamas, the Floridas, the A&M, all teams that still have really good talent on the defensive line, that kind of sets you back at just what you can do offensively. And then the obvious one's going to be defensive back. I think Warren Burrell coming yeah. back next year is completely underrated and what he means even though he wasn't that good at times last year especially against Pitt and we we all know what happened in the bowl game um I think that that's going to be a position to watch of note as well tomorrow quarterbacks is going to come down to I think Josh Heupel is going to let the guys throw it around a little bit gonna you know let the get the fans excited can Nico understand the offense right away it's going to be incredibly dummy down incredibly base but just seeing him out there is going to be big for Tennessee fans tomorrow um, can, can I just say the one thing that we're, that is going to happen is going to be overreaction. That is the thing that's going to happen. Oh, you're not kidding. Do you remember when everybody told me Harrison Bailey was going to be the <laughs> the the next best thing at the University Spot of Tennessee, and then he was a backup on. at UNLV last year? Spot on. So if there's one thing that's going to happen, there's one thing that I would caution everyone on. It's just don't overreact to what you're looking at. Nico's might look good. Nico might look bad. Milton might look good. Milton might look bad. It, it's a good opportunity. It's a good chance to do it. It's just it is a scrimmage, and for the most part, everybody should look good. One quarter, like Nico, will probably have a lighter playbook than what Joe Milton has, and Milton they, they might push him a little bit on uh, what the playbook that they have. But it doesn't mean one's going to start over the other, or one should start over the other it, yet, just because you see something. Let's just all chill out. Although I was the guy last year at spring or two years ago at spring that said, "Give me Hendon Hooker. That guy's <laughs> crushing it out there." Not Joe Milton, so don't, do what I say, not what I do is what I guess okay, I, I guess what I'm saying. I'm going to pause real quick. For those of you who don't remember, or perhaps maybe you weren't joining us in the mornings, my co-host called his shot, and dang it, he was one misstep away in Columbia, South Carolina from it hitting. We had a $100 bet on Hendon Hooker plus 8000 to win the Heisman Trophy. Me, Kane, and Wes that morning when he said it, I said, you know what, brother? Boys, you guys throw in $33 each, and we will put a $100 bet on this to hit. And we dang near had it happen. So, Will West, are you ready to sit here today before the Orange and White game and add seventh best odds, seventh best odds for Joe Milton to be the 2023 Heisman Trophy winner? Yeah, which is really interesting, right? That there are only six guys that have better odds than Joe Milton. I'm not there. I'm going to need okay. to see. Again, I got three years of sample size of Joe Milton. The light being inconsistent, to be polite. And I got two games of him looking awesome. So which one are we going to get? So I'm not there yet, but it does make sense when you look around the rest of the nation. Ohio State doesn't know who their quarterback's going to be. Bama doesn't know who their quarterback's going to be. Uh, Georgia doesn't know who their quarterback's going to be. There are just a lot of questions for everybody else in college athletics. So that's a lo- that's one of the reasons why I think I kind of when I started looking at you know just getting things ready for what we're going to talk about this spring, I was like, wait a minute, who you're you're right, Ivans? I mean, they're not giving it to Caleb back to back, right? Nope. So who are they going to give the Heisman Trophy to this year? And, and I wonder if Joe Milton's in the mix. And Joe Milton's actually absolutely in the mix. You guys already named many of the positions that I would also highlight. So just for differences and to continue to highlight more positions, you know what? 
wide receivers, but in particular, I'll start with one player, the Byron Young role. Who's that guy defensively this year who is going to absolutely be a problem defensively for this team? Does Omari Thomas become that monster that so many people believe that he can be getting through the line of scrimmage and just swatting things away? Well, I, I'll say this. I think there are plenty of people who can emerge to be that big person, who can be the answer for so many of these issues. But all in all, defensively, who ends up getting to the guy or who is the double teamer, the guy who they stare down this guy and just say, hey, you know what? This is a guy we cannot let beat us this year. That's the one person that I'm looking at right now. On top of all those other things, my man, I'll just simply tell you this. I think that this year you're going to look at a Tennessee football team who has got to get to the quarterback more than they did last year and not just horning in on Byron Young and some of the other guys who wanted to create chaos last year. And you already brought up kind of one of the some of the issues they had at linebacker last year. Two years ago especially, right? How many times did you watch Tennessee lose a game because they couldn't get off the field right? because the opposing team's quarterback ran and the, there was no linebacker to be in sight? And you also brought up some of the people who highlighted last year. Look, I know nobody wants to talk about Jeremy Banks because of the hush-hush what happened before the Carolina yeah. game. That guy was a big, 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 like just an attribute you had defensively last Yeah, he was good. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And he was the one guy. And and it's, again, Aaron did a good job. Beasley did a good job of filling in there and playing better than I think a lot of us thought he ever could. So you feel good about that, but who are the other linebackers that are going to step up? That's something to watch this weekend. And, 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 and of course, without Brew McCoy, who, who, again, he still has the brace and the cast on, you're not going to see him tomorrow. Who are going to be some of those younger cats that you're going to see tomorrow at the wide receiver position? I know all in all there are some Tennessee fans that love the offense, but instead of talking about some of the guys like Squirrel White, who we know we're going to produce, Dante Thornton, of course, you can have that because you're tired of just seeing his YouTube clips when his time in Oregon. But what are you going to see with Chaz Nimrod? You know, we keep hearing about Chaz Nimrod. We keep hearing about uh, Nathan Leacock. They just went over the mountain over to Raleigh and grabbed him. So what are you going to do with some of these other guys like a Leacock, like a Nimrod? I have a feeling, Will, if you will allow me, if you will allow me to play the little cra- the uh, the grab game here, the little sure. claw game, allow me to collect two names here. Because usually when we say, hey, who's going to be the spring game MVP? Allow me to collect two. It'll be one of Chaz Nimrod or Nathan Leacock. So what are these guys? We're going to be talking about Leacock or we're going to be talking about Nimrod on Monday. I guarantee it because they're going to do something catching the ball from either Nico or from, uh, from Joe Milton on Saturday. I think they're going to run the ball a ton. Give me Samson. Okay. Okay. I can buy into that. I, I think that they're going to use the running backs a lot. And so I think one of the, I think they're going to run the ball and try to get the heck off the field. Heard Swain that mentioned earlier, and I'm like, oh, you're, he's totally right. They're going to run the ball a ton. The one that I want to show anything in the passing game, too, especially like you may show Nico a little bit. You're going to have to show him a little bit, but you're going to want to run the ball first. My man, do you want to give the final word and say thank you to our friends over at Harper Volkswagen? You're in a location. I'm in a location, but yep. one client made it possible. It's our friends here in West Knoxville. Yeah, Harper Volkswagen made all of our coverage possible. Coverage live from the uh, University of Tennessee Athletics 2023 Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which is going on right now. Thank you to Harper Volkswagen for making that possible. Hey, and Will, thank you. Let's do this again tomorrow, dude. We go on the airwaves tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Come see us at the Student Union. That's going to be the Vol Shop ahead of Orange and White Saturday, which you'll be able to hear right here on the flagship station for Tennessee football. 99.1, the sports animal. Thank you to Logan Ward, and thank you to you for joining us each and every afternoon this week. We've been very excited to get things officially kicked off. And finally, thank you to Harper Volkswagen. We'll talk to you Saturday ahead of the Orange and White game on 99.1, the sports animal. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.